This is TC Palmcast. Top Treasure Coast headlines and more from TC Palm, part of the USA Today Network. Good morning and welcome to TC Palmcast. It's Wednesday, April 10th, and I brought breaking news reporter Will Greenlee back in the podcast studio with me. Good morning, Will. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. Now, I know you've been really busy lately covering the Florida sex spa stories that have been going on up and down the Treasure Coast and up in Orlando, but while you've been covering that, you also have been covering some really big stories surrounding hepatitis A in Martin County, correct? That's right. That's right. Um, It all began, at least for me, uh, on... Uh, April 1st, which is a week ago or so, I got a tip from a source who indicated that two people had died unexpectedly, and they were concerned that they had not seen anything about that in the paper. Uh, So I started making some inquiries myself and uh, my colleague, Sarah Marino, and we learned that Jeffrey Kirsch and his wife, Nancy Kirsch of Palm City, were both found dead in their home on March 28th. Well, as we kept inquiring about this with the medical examiner's office, we learned that both of them uh, were thought to have died from complications from hepatitis A. So after that, we started writing stories. The health department came out and said that there was 13 cases of hepatitis A in Martin County so far this year. Then on Monday, they indicated that there was an additional two bringing the total to 15, which is significantly more than any other year in recent memory. So we're, we've been staying on top of this, trying to determine what the source of the hepatitis A is, how it's being spread, but so far there's not been a lot of answers. Okay, so just so people know if they haven't seen one of your stories, hepatitis A is a contagious liver infection that comes from the hep A virus, and it can range from feeling mildly ill, kind of similar to like flu-like symptoms for a couple of weeks, or it could be more serious where it could actually last, affect somebody for several months And it's usually passed through contaminated food or drinks or through sexual intercourse or on people not washing their hands after using the restroom. Uh, Lots of like close personal contact can spread the virus. People are urged if they feel sick, if they're not quite sure what's going on, to go see their doctors or go to the local health department. That's right. Also, I should say that I did talk to some of Jeff Kirsch's friends and coworkers, as well as his brother, who were all sort of taken aback at how this could have occurred. Everyone explained that Jeff Kirsch and his wife, who are both 62, uh, were extremely uh, neat and made good choices in life. Health-wise, they were vegetarians. Jeff Kirsch was an attorney, successful guy, um, very fastidious about the cleanliness of his house. So everyone that seemed to be that I spoke with seemed to be taken aback and couldn't make sense out of this death from hepatitis. It just seemed so bizarre and out of the norm for them that they were kind of scratching their heads and looking for answers. Okay. So you've been digging deeper into this and realizing that there is a big uptick in the number of cases in Martin County compared to previous years and also in Florida in general. Yes, that's right, Hannah. Um, I was able to get statistics from the Florida Department of Health for the three Treasure Coast counties, that's Martin, St. Lucie, and Indian River counties, uh, going back at least a decade. And they were able to give us numbers for these years except for 2018. So 2017 and back we got. And again, there are 15 confirmed cases so far 
this year in Martin County. Well, that is more than the past seven years combined in Martin County. So, for example, in 2017, there was one case. In 2016, two cases. 2015, two cases. And that's pretty much these very small numbers all the way back to at least 2008. And so now in the first four months of this year, you basically got more than the la- than seven years combined. So it's it's pretty significant, it seems. And I also think that this speaks to a bigger issue that we're having across the country uh, in a story that columnist Gil Smart also has this week. He says that there's actually at least 15 other states that are experiencing Hep A outbreaks at the same time that Florida is. So it kind of can speak to a bigger issue of people maybe not being clean before they are sharing food or handling food, maybe in restaurants, or they're not getting properly vaccinated. Right. Now, that brings up another good point that we don't know where any of these individuals in Martin County could have contracted Mm -hmm. uh, the hepatitis. We've been trying to find out, but we've been unable to get any firm answers from any kind of governmental entity. So the general message that we're getting from the health department is an accounting of the numbers of cases of hepatitis A so far this year and a preventative measure on how to prevent the spread of the disease and ways to protect yourself uh, from getting it, including getting vaccinated. But in terms of finding out what the source is or things along those lines, we've been unable to really get too much solid, hard, uh, concrete information. Now, you and your coworker, Sam Marino, have been making phone calls every day, multiple times a day to health department and other officials trying to get information, and you just haven't been able to get those answers yet. Uh, it, it has been a little um, – we're, we're trying uh, as best we can to communicate with some government agencies, and some are being more responsive than others. But we're trying to do the best we can uh, to inform the community of this health issue that's being experienced here. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the many stories that you do have on TC Palm talking about the hepatitis A outbreak is that county officials are considering this a high-risk area. And you do go into the details of the symptoms that people should be looking for, including fever, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, joint pain, things like that. They should go see their doctors if they are feeling ill or go to the local health department so they can get tested. Yes, this kind of also sort of plays out in the Kirsch case based on interviews that I've done with his brother and some of his friends. Uh, now, they all of them had said that Jeff Kirsch, for days prior to his passing, had been complaining of not feeling well and had been to an urgent care facility where he was diagnosed to have the flu. And he was certainly feeling very poorly. And uh, not long before his death, a family member called the Martin County Sheriff's Office asking them to do a welfare check on him. The Sheriff's Office went to his house. He answered the door said he was feeling very bad. His wife was not feeling well either. They left. They came back, I believe it was the next day, and they were both dead. So there was a lot of complaints of them feeling ill beforehand. Evidently, it was chalked up to the flu. Now, normally we would think the flu is the flu and just kind of deal with it that way. But because we do have this health care right now, maybe people should be a little more wary of flu-like symptoms. That's certainly a good idea. Okay. So now what are you and Sarah going to be doing going forward over the next couple of days? Just making more phone calls? Uh, Well, we hope to be in close contact with the local uh, health department to see whether they have determined a source for this hepatitis that's spreading in the community or reason why there's such a large rise uh, so far this year. 
and to see if there's any more deaths uh, because of it. Sometimes it's a little challenging getting information in a timely manner uh, or at all, but we're doing the best that we can. Okay. So just to remind people, right now we have 15 confirmed cases. That number could grow. People in Martin County are asking just to be a little more vigilant. Uh, should they be reaching out to you if they have any information or if they think that they might have hepatitis? Please give me a call. And how can they get in touch with you? 772-409-1326. All right. Thank you, Will, for coming in today. Thank you. Now I'm joined by my columnist, Gil Smart. Hi, Gil. Good morning, Hannah. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Um, I don't have hepatitis A so far, so that's good. So far, let's keep it that way. Exactly. So I wanted to have you come in and talk about this hepatitis A epidemic that we've got going on, not only because it's personal for you, you and your family live in Martin County, but also because you knew Jeff Kirsch, the lawyer that passed away in Palm City. I did, and it was a huge shock. I mean, for me and everyone else, just because when something like this happens, it's just, it seems insane. But I did know Jeff, uh, as I write in my column uh, today. He's one of the first people I met when I came to Martin County, started working here for T.C. Palm. He responded to one of my early columns. We sort of struck up a dialogue. Uh, went out to coffee for, for coffee on several occasions. And then later on, I, I profiled him for a story that we were doing. And then, uh, you know, anytime I was interested in hearing what he had to say on, a, on an issue or, you know, some sort of uh, item of interest, I'd give him a ring. And he was always, a, you know, good for that. And he was a good guy. He was a good guy. And so on a personal level, it was sad to see someone who I called a friend, you know, pass away uh, from such a strange thing because hepatitis A doesn't really kill a lot of people. It's not fatal in a lot of cases. But, you know, this whole episode with him and his wife being found dead sort of sparked, you know, I want to say interest in hepatitis A as sort of a health crisis. And as it turns out, it's a major health crisis here in Florida, and that's been going on for a few years. Looking at information from the State Department of Health's website, for, you know, the years 2014, 2015, 2016, the state of Florida averaged about 117 cases of hepatitis A a year. 2017, that shot up to 276. 2018, it doubled to 549. And this year, through the first three months of the year, through March 31st, there have already been 690 cases of hepatitis A in Florida. Uh, according to the state uh, information, 19% uh, of those cases are linked to other cases. In other words, maybe I caught it from you, mm -hmm. right? People, people who are aged 30 to 39 have the highest incidence of hepatitis A, huh. uh, and 27% are co-infected with hepatitis B and hepatitis C. Now, most of the uh, infections in Florida have been in the central Florida counties, a couple uh, northwest Florida counties, uh, but there are some 30 counties in Florida that are experiencing, uh, I think, what they consider to be an outbreak. Now Martin County is one of them. I find it very strange that these numbers have been shooting up for over a year now and no health agency has told anybody about this. Right. It's not something that's been on our radar screen, mm -mm. even though it's been happening. Now, I think in some of the harder hit counties, some of the counties that have been dealing with this for a couple of years now, there have been news stories about it, but certainly it wasn't an issue here. And, you know, maybe when you don't have a lot of cases in your community or you don't have high profile sort of strange deaths, as was the case with uh, Jeff Kirsch and his wife, Nancy, then you just don't really think about it. There's no real reason to be considering the fact that elsewhere in the state there may be an epidemic going on. But in fact, at least 15 states across the country have been experiencing hepatitis A outbreaks. Uh, we have uh, some of the USA Today Network folks in Kentucky, I believe, have been following uh, a major outbreak there. Uh, they've had hundreds of cases. But uh, what's curious, too, is 
Uh, according to the CDC, nationwide, 70% of hepatitis A outbreaks are linked to either intravenous drug users or homeless folks. That's not been the case here, at least that we know of. You know, the folks who have been infected here, uh, that doesn't seem to fit that profile. And so that naturally raises a lot of questions in people's minds. Mm -hmm. When something that isn't fatal kills two people in their home, people think, well, what was the source of this? And when we have 15 people, as have now been diagnosed in Martin County, did they know each other? Did they come into contact with one another? Did they spread it to one another? Where did they get it? Might they have gotten it, you know, from, you know, did they all go to the same restaurant? Did they all go to the same potluck dinner? Were they all friends over for dinner at one another's house? That sort of thing. And what's been particularly frustrating for journalists such as myself working on this story, but also for the public at large, is the fact that the Florida Department of Health here in Martin County has not really been forthcoming with a whole lot of information on this. There's a lot of rumors going around. When something like this happens, people, as I said in my column, there's a sort of a low-level panic that, that a lot of people are sort of gripped by over this, and they want answers. And when something like this happens, what happens is rumors begin. Yes. And there's a lot of rumors out there. Once again, I'm not going to repeat the specific rumors because I think that would be irresponsible. But if you've been following this debate, you know what they are. So I specifically asked the people from the county health department, look, there's this rumor out here. You know, can, can you say if this is true or not true, yes or no? And the answer was, People need to understand the signs of hepatitis A, and they can go to our website for more information. We can't comment on specific cases. Well, what good does that do anybody? Mm -hmm. And the problem is that we, in recent years, have covered uh, several instances where government regulatory agencies, and the Florida Department of Health is a government regulatory agency, We've had so many cases where regulatory agencies just, I want to say, are asleep at the switch, but they might not even be at the switch. You know, we've covered, for example, the Department of uh, Environmental Protection and its attempts to, quote unquote, protect Blue Cypress Lake uh, up in New River County. And the major problem with blue-green algae they had there, and the department, the DEP should have been stepping in, should have been bringing the hammer down, trying to stop this problem. And kind of didn't really do that, sort of led from the rear, so mm -hmm. to speak. Recently, our publication has been doing an investigation into a school, private school called the Nation Christian Academy or Barnabas Christian Academy, where the Department of Education really should have been on top of a lot of the problems going on at the school and should have been checking, particularly after issues came up, particularly after there were complaints, but the Department of Education really wasn't checking mm -hmm. and really had no idea what was going on. And now we see a very similar dynamic because when something like this happens, this is a public health crisis. Yes. And when you have a public health crisis, the chief agency, the chief public health agency, which would be the Florida Department of Health, needs to step in, needs to be firm, needs to act swiftly and resolutely. They need to show that they're in command of the situation, that they know what's going on, and here's what we're going to do to stem this problem. And we have not gotten anything remotely close to that from the Florida Department of Health here in Martin County. And a lot of people say, well, well, maybe it's just they're unprepared for it, and perhaps they don't have the resources for this. You know, uh, Florida has this philosophy of small government. Well, here's where small government comes back to bite you, because when you have a situation like this, only government, only government is capable of acting swiftly you know, and resolutely to do something about it, you know, and they have a responsibility to do so. But when you have a small government that's starved of resources or, you know, they really can't respond as they need to respond. Mm -hmm. And then as a result, what you have is a populace saying, well, what's happening? Well, there's these rumors. Well, what are we going to do? You know, 
Five minutes after the sto- my column went online uh, on Tuesday, I had a woman email me saying thank you for it, but that she and her husband aren't going to eat at any Martin County restaurants until authorities identify the source of this outbreak. So think about this. Yes. Here's where a public health crisis could become an economic problem for Martin County. Mm-hmm. Because when people don't know what's going on, when people don't know where this is coming from, they're not going to take a chance. They're mm-hmm. not going to roll the dice. Jeff Kirsch and his wife lived in Palm City. Okay, are are the the other people who have been infected with this? Do they also live in Palm City? If you live in Palm City, are you going to go to a restaurant in Palm City? Did the Kirsches go to a restaurant in yeah. Palm City? There are a million questions, and so far those questions just aren't being answered. And God bless the individuals at the Florida Department of Health. I'm sure they care. I'm sure that you know, the people who are running the show there really you know want to try to solve this problem, but the not doing enough. They need to step up. The public needs the information. The public needs the reassurance. The public needs transparency. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when someone calls and said, I heard this is a rumor, you know, when someone from the media or someone from the general public calls and says, I heard this rumor, is it true or not? The answer isn't check our website. The answer isn't wash your hands. The answer is either yes or the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, And unfortunately, that's not what we've been getting. And I think a lot of people are very frustrated with that. Well, and I tend to think that the rumors can be a lot worse than what the facts are usually in these situations. And so even if they can't go into details on some of these claims or these rumors that are floating around, it might be better to come out and say yes or no and just leave it at that than have people start to fill in the gaps because people will fill in the gaps on their own Mm -hmm. when they can't get the information. So like that one woman who says she's not going to go to any restaurant. We don't know if this came from a restaurant, right? but she's going to jump to that conclusion because it's... She can't get any real concrete information from anywhere. Right, exactly. You know, the best defense against rumor is truth. Mm -hmm. You know, tell us the truth and tell us what's going on. I've been thinking a lot about comparing this to how the local police departments have been handling the spa stories where... They've been very honest about what's been going on as developments happen. They may not have had all the information on day one, but they gave us what they had on day one. And then on day two, they got a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And things have evolved since then. You know, they made some mistakes and they owned up to them and they've corrected and they've altered their plans. Why couldn't the health department come out and say, okay, we know this amount of information. We don't know anything more than that right now, but we could at least tell the public this much. And then the next day have an update and the day after that have an update. Right. And, you know, the the situations, (coughs) excuse me, are a little dissimilar in that the State Department of Health is responding to sort of an unfolding thing here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm told uh, that there was a time when it wasn't this way, when the State uh, Department of Health, the state uh, regulatory agencies were more robust and had sort of a better ability to sort of respond to these things. But then, you know, the Rick Scott era happened and the government was downsized and, you know, authority was shifted, uh, you know, in some cases from the local uh, to the state that sort of thing. It would not surprise me if, in fact, Florida's Department of Health is not ready, frankly, Mm -hmm. to to confront something in this magnitude. But you have to ask yourself, okay, this is significant. This is worrisome, okay? But this isn't something that's going to kill off a lot of people. I mean, you know, again, of all the cases, I believe if I can find the statistic, uh, of the hundreds and hundreds of cases that have been recorded in Florida over the last couple of years, I think there are a grand total of eight deaths. Okay. Okay. So this isn't, you know, generally a fatal disease, despite what happened to Jeff and his wife. What happens, though, if we were to get something more serious than Mm -hmm. this? What happens if we were to face a crisis more significant than this when we see on the basis of this situation that the State Department of Health is really not ready to handle it? 
it just doesn't inspire confidence in the folks who are supposed to be in charge. You know what I mean? Among the general citizenry. Because in a situation like this, you look to the State Department of Health. They're the ones who need to have the answers. They're the ones who need to tell us what to do because who else will? Yes. Right? Who else is going to do that? And when it becomes obvious to you that they're not giving us the answers, when it becomes obvious to you that maybe they don't know or they're scrambling to figure out what's going on, you know, it doesn't inspire confidence in, in mm -hmm. the government. It doesn't inspire confidence in the governmental re response to the problem. You can find a lot of information on the state's website. And again, I found uh, some of this information this fascinating here. 73% of the cases, the 885 cases in Florida since January 1st, 2018, required hospitalization. So there's only been eight deaths, but 73% of the people who got sick with this have had to go to the hospital. 59% of the cases uh, since January 1st, 2018, reported at least one of these risk factors, drug use, any drug use, injection drug use, non-injection drug use, recent homelessness, or men who have sex with men, okay? Mm -hmm. So those are risk factors. But again, in the local cases, that's not being stressed as the risk factor, the potential contamination from fecal matter. Yes. That's what health authorities here have stressed as we need to know, and you need to wash your hands, you need to practice good hygiene, all of it's great advice. But, you know, is that in fact the way that this was transmitted mm -hmm. here in Martin County? Do we know? Do we know how it was trained? And if we don't know, can we say we don't yet know? We're trying yes. to find out. Even if the authorities don't have the definitive answers, if they level with the public and say, we don't have the answers, we are trying to find out. That doesn't seem to be what's happening here. Mm -hmm. It also makes me really curious of we have this outbreak going on in Martin County. We've had an uptick in the number of cases in Florida, but then you have the other 14 states that are having an issue. Is this a part of a bigger problem that the federal government or the CDC should be getting involved in? It's a good question. Uh, you know, some online publications that track this information have said the CDC hasn't been real up to date in the information that it's been posting on all this. But what it has posted, uh, you know, California's had a major problem with this. Again, Kentucky's had a major problem with this. And, and, you know, it almost smacks of being a third world country, right? Mm -hmm. Hepatitis A, you know, what's that? It's some, you know, thing that just affects a few dozen people a year, right? But when the numbers climb into the hundreds, obviously something's going on. You know, uh, in Kentucky, uh, our USA Today partners have reported about how it's happening mostly in rural areas with drug users, intravenous drug users. Okay. And it's very, very difficult to reach for health authorities to reach that population. You know what I mean? It's in, in a spread out area, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and particularly given that demographic, people who use drugs, people who may be homeless, it's difficult to get out there and spread the message of prevention and, and even get people to maybe even to the hospital for these sorts of things. So there's different challenges facing health authorities in different states. But in all all cases, because of the potential you know, severity of this illness, because it's so easily communicable, it requires almost sort of a crisis mentality, and it requires a quick, prompt, decisive response. And that's what we're lacking so far here in, in, in our little corner of Florida, is a decisive response. That needs to change. There's no indication that this uh, outbreak here in Martin County is going to ebb anytime soon. So authorities kind of need to grab this bull by the horns, which just so far they haven't really done. Well, I know that Will Greenlee and Sarah Marino are going to continue to call the health department and ask questions and continue to call and continue to call. And I bet you will as well. Mm -hmm. Well, that is the thing, you know, on social media in particular, I've been getting, and I'm sure all of our journalists are getting people saying, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You need to look into this. People are starved for information on this because they feel they are not getting it from official sources. Okay. And again, I don't want to cast aspersions on the individuals who are doing their jobs, either at the health department or the county. I'm sure they're very concerned 
concerned. I'm sure they want the answers too. But the general public is afraid, okay? Mm -hmm. People are worried. I contacted a Cleveland Clinic at Martin Health. You know, they're seeing an increase in uh, inquiries about the hepatitis A vaccine. According to the state information from its website, the best way to prevent hep A is through vaccination. 97% of the people who've gotten hep A since January 1st, 2018, never had the vaccine. Okay. okay. So Martin Health is seeing a spike in people who are asking about the vaccine, particular pediatrics. Uh, my own kids have been vaccinated. We actually, and I'm sure everybody in Martin County with kids has done this. We actually went back through our kids' health records last mm-hmm. night. Were they vaccinated? Yes, they were all vaccinated. But there's a, there's an increase in demand for the vaccine. That's only going to continue as this goes on. Again, I, I think we're at the point of calling this legitimately a, a public health crisis. And the question is, how are we going to manage that going forward? And I hope we manage it better than we have so far. So do I. So we would love to hear from you. Know what you think about this crisis that's going on in our county and what you think about the health department's actions so far or lack of actions. You can comment on Gil's column on TC Palm on TC Palm's Facebook page, or you can email us at tcpalmcast at tcpalm.com. Gil, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. This is TC Palmcast. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the executive producer, Daisha Johnson. This podcast is also produced by Hannah Schwab and Karen Schaefer. The editor is Tim Thorson. Interviews and reporting is done by TC Palm staff. You can email us at tcpalmcast at tcpalm.com. Hold up. 